Hi there. Welcome to the Health Analytic Insights Podcast. This podcast is all about creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about the field of health informatics. I hope to share information and advice in topics such as health analytics, digital health, biomedical engineering, and data visualization in healthcare. And in exchange, I would love to hear from you, dear listener, about your experience and interest in this field. You can drop me a line at healthanalyticinsights at gmail.com. And this email, along with any references discussed during this podcast, will be listed in the show notes below. If this resonates with you, don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast, as I'll be releasing new episodes bi-weekly. Hi, everyone. On this episode of the Health Analytic Insights podcast, I'm so excited to interview Kemi, who is the co-founder and CEO of Baby Maigo, Nigeria's largest pregnancy and parenting community. She's passionate about reducing the incidence of maternal and child mortality in Africa through technology. Baby Maigo is a startup focused on providing expert, verified, locally relevant health information, education, resources, and concierge services related to pregnancy, parenting, childbirth, and reproductive health via text, mobile app, and web at scale. Since its inception, Baby Maigo has reached more than 200,000 users across multiple locations in Nigeria, including vulnerable women in hard-to-reach areas, by having an easily reachable online community to get questions answered by experienced mothers and doctors. Baby Maiko has been featured on Yahoo, Forbes, and Time Magazine, and is backed by Facebook and Google. Baby Maiko is a recipient of the Google Startup's Black Founders Fund in Africa. Kemi is a recipient of several awards and recognitions, including the 16th edition Future Awards in Africa in Advocacy and Activism. I'm so excited to interview Kemi and hear her perspective today. So Kemi, would you be able to provide the audience a bit about your background? What were your interests or passions when you were younger? And how have you been able to integrate them into your work today? Thank you very much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be sharing a bit about what we do at the Mimiko and how we're helping to reduce maternal and child health mortality rates in Africa. My name is Kemi Olawoye and uh, I am the co-founder and the CEO of Baby Beagle, Nigeria's largest and fastest growing parenting community and health tech startup focused on empowering moms across Africa with relevant information, resources, tools, and hyperlocal childcare services in order to help them. And just like I said earlier, to reduce maternal and child health mortality. Okay, so a bit about myself. I actually studied physical therapy at the University of Lagos in Nigeria. I've always been interested in healthcare and I've always been interested in not just like the delivery of healthcare services, but really more about health systems, I've always been interested in health administration, you know, the business of healthcare. I mean, those are all the things that have always been of interest to me. And so when I started to work after my uni days, I started to work in a hospital somewhere in Lagos, Nigeria here. And you know, during this time, I led the women's health unit where I worked with pregnant women. And in the course of, you know, this particular job, I found this big need to help to you know, equip moms, to empower moms, to provide culturally relevant health information. That's, that's a bit about myself and what we do at Baby Mutual. 
Awesome. And you talked a bit previously about the purposes tending to reduce maternal and child mortality. Can you talk about some of the common challenges facing Nigeria's parenting community before, during, and after childbirth? Absolutely. So according to the World Health Organization, unfortunately, Nigeria is one of the most dangerous places in the world to give birth to a baby. Unfortunately, quite sad statistics, but very true. And some of the reasons are because of, you know, one, lack of access to medical professionals. So in developed countries, the ratio of like, people rather to medical professionals is generally about one to 600 and even less. Unfortunately, in Nigeria, it's one to 6,000. So that means that one doctor sees 6,000 Nigerians. And in the past couple of years, we've experienced an exodus of healthcare professionals outside the country. So a lot of doctors, a lot of healthcare been migrated outside the country. Now, the few ones that are in Nigeria are also in the urban areas. So a lot of moms and women in rural areas, as well as in the semi-urban areas, do not have access to healthcare professionals that are able to meet their needs, right? So lack of inadequate access rather to healthcare professionals is a major issue. Another issue are our cultural beliefs. So the African culture is inundated with a lot of beliefs that, you know, are not scientifically proven. Uh, I remember recently, I mean, a few months or years back, we had an outreach to a rural area in, in Lagos. And one of the women mentioned to us that when the baby, so when, when the baby has turned when it's like your expected delivery date it's usually advised that the mom goes for a cs procedure that's a cesarean section procedure however it's many women actually in, in local communities use abs and then they wait for months even weeks you know, for the baby to turn by just taking abs instead of going to seek professional medical care and so in all of this you know many of them die when they get to like the hospital and you know so many other issues and challenges that occur during this process. So I'll say that a lot of cultural beliefs that are unique to Nigeria, a lot of cultural, cultural beliefs that are unique to the African continent has also been a major, major issue. Finally, I mean, there's so many problems, but I'll just keep it at three. Finally, as systemic issues, because of you know the, the peculiarity of the African continent and the peculiarity of Nigeria, our healthcare systems are not as strong you know, as they should be. So a lot of the facilities, especially government facilities that many Nigerians can afford to go to are not equipped with the necessary equipment, with basic things that need to be there in order to ensure safe delivery and, you know, proper, proper administration of healthcare services. So I'll just keep it at those three. Yeah. And that's very interesting that you are, were actually able to go to these rural areas and get the perspective of, you know, women directly as to, you know, their thoughts and opinions on childbirth. I think that, you know, going to a population and really getting their perspective, I think is really important if you're going to build something like a, a digital solution in healthcare to really understand your population and some of the concerns that they might have. And along those lines, what kind of inspired you to co-found your company, Baby MyGo? Why did you decide to go with a digital solution to address these maternal and child health issues? So I had initially mentioned that I worked as a physical therapist in a hospital here in Lagos, Nigeria. And during that time, I led the Women's Health Unit and was opportune to meet a lot of pregnant women, expecting moms. And I found that a major issue for many of them is lack of access to accurate health information. So a lot of people are telling them this and that, but you know, unfortunately, they're only able to ascertain how true this information is, especially information that is 
it's more culturally related. And there are quite a number of them. So, for example, in Nigeria, Many women believe that when a baby is having what we call the hiccups, that by putting a thread on the baby's hair, the hiccups will stop. There's so many other beliefs, like some moms not even believing in blood, blood transfusion, even in emergency cases or when they have to have like a cesarean section. Of course, in, in, in such situations, the chances that the, the mother and child will not be able to make it is very, you know, is very high. And so I was inspired during my, my work at the hospital. And then I also met my co-founder who also worked as a physiologist in a primary healthcare center and also had a similar experience. And so we came together and tell us a brainstorm on ways that we can leverage technology to solve these problems. And, you know, the penetration of, of, of technology, especially in Africa, I mean, we're literally just getting started. And so if you're thinking of a way to reach a lot of people, especially in rural areas, definitely technology is the way to go. And that is why we decided to leverage technology to solve the problem. Yeah. And as you said, like the reach, being able to reach people in rural communities and these remote areas, I think a digital solution is a great opportunity for that. And just to be able to disseminate information and for people to have an easy way to kind of access this information. If you don't have access, you know, directly to a clinician, you could be able to go on this platform and kind of get some, some information. So switching gears a bit, what is something you wish you knew prior to starting your, your company and what would you, advice would you give to individuals hoping to start a, a health tech company? One thing that I wish I knew before I started my company was that I wish that we carried our users and our audience more along in the development of our solution and in building our products. So for a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of founders, when you develop solutions, like you have like this idea in your head and you're thinking, okay, there's this problem. I think we can solve it by doing this, this. I have like all of these amazing ideas, but if you're not careful and you don't actually carry your users along and some of the ways that you can do this is by maybe having like a focus group, maybe like, you know, having friends and family that, you know, are that can mirror your users and having them test your products. So if you're not careful, so I wish that when we started to develop our solution, I wish that we, we sort of had like a focus group at the beginning. We eventually learned that uh, we now started to have focus groups and at different points, we've had focus groups to allow us to build, you know, the next phase of our product or the a 2.0 version, you know, a newer version. But I wish that, that was something that I knew at the beginning. And so my recommendation to any founder, anyone who is looking to build a health tech solution is to ensure that you carry your users along from the beginning. Because if you're not careful and you have like all of these amazing ideas, if you're not careful, you end up building solutions that your users may not necessarily use. So they may use some part of it, you know, and they may not use some part of it because you're just like assuming that they need this. Whereas when you carry them along, we're able to build exactly what they need. Yeah, that's really great advice, Kemi. And I've done quite a few podcast episodes with user experience design experts, and they've echoed the same sentiments that you need to have your polling and surveying the people who you're trying to serve at when you have this ideation of what your health tech startup might look up, like during creating the product and then after you put it to market. So that's really great advice to just always be polling your, your audience and making sure that you're building something that they will use. So this has been a great interview, Kemi, and you really dropped a lot of gems this episode. The last question I have for you is, I know Baby Mygo just went through a recent update, 
But where do you hope to see Baby Mago expand, you know, in the next five, 10 years in the general future? In terms of expansion, we're definitely looking to expand to other countries on the African continent. So in terms of roots, we're currently fully present in Nigeria. And like I said at the beginning, we're the largest and the fastest growing in Nigeria. But for our future plans and our expansion plans, we're looking to expand to other countries such as Ghana and Kenya to also be able to empower moms in these countries because they are all on the African continent. And, you know, many other countries aside Nigeria on the continent are faced with this. Another thing for us is that we are hoping to continue to build new products to empower moms. We recently launched a solution, a maternity insurance solution that where we had, where we have partnered with over 120 hospitals across Nigeria to be able to offer moms across different states, across the statistics in Nigeria, subsidize healthcare solutions, antenatal, child delivery, baby care up until their child is born. And so we hope to continue to develop new, better and improved solutions and to also reach more moms. Our goal at Big Nigo by 2027 is to reach 10 million moms across Africa. And we're very much on our way to doing that. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. And just like the the positive impact that that would be to reach such a large population and I'm just really excited to see how that progresses as well too, Kemi. So amazing insights. I I really am grateful for you taking time to talk about this platform. And thank you again for being on the podcast. I'm so grateful to everyone who has listened to the podcast. And this year we are celebrating 50 episodes of the Health Analytic Insights podcast. So an awesome milestone. And to celebrate, I'll be doing a giveaway where I'll be sending the lucky winner of the contest a free copy of the ebook that I've written on how to start your career in health informatics and also providing a 30-minute call to review your resume, your statement of purpose, or provide any advice you might have about getting into the field of health informatics. So to enter, all you need to do is subscribe to the podcast or follow me on Instagram and take a screenshot of this and then send it to my email at healthanalyticinsights at gmail.com. All the contest details will be in the show notes below if you'd like to enter. Again, I'd like to thank everyone who has listened to the podcast. I really appreciate the emails that you send me, messages that you send on the YouTube channel and through email. They've really helped me to continue to keep creating content for the podcast. And I've had so many great conversations with you all. It's just wonderful to see the intelligence and the passion of people who are interested and who currently work in the field. So again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you want to enter the giveaway, all the details will be in the show notes below.